Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video game related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So we have Trevor on the other end because today we will be talking about Dying Light 2. What's up, Trevor? What's up, Amon? Uh, as always, happy to be here. And uh, today I've decided to leave Siri at home. So yeah. <laughs> it will just be me. Uh, I, feel, I feel like Siri was, Siri was a part of the thing. <laughs> Siri was part of the show at this point. I feel like I'm saying that too much. Something's going to be activated. Really <laughs> no, she's not here today. Just <laughs> no, either way, today is going to be exciting because this was a game that you and I were both interested in have you played dying light one or is this your first dying light experience this is really my first dying light experience like i i mean i played dead island a fair bit um and i did uh like i bought dying light one somewhere and played a little bit of it but uh was quickly pulled away by something else i don't remember what at the time and never went back um so i would consider this 100 percent my first uh experience with dying light so obviously, as we kind of run through, we'll we'll kind of I think this will be a good chance for us to properly review the game because I know we kind of gave like sort of impressions on them. So you know, just to set set the stage, Dying Light Two is set in a European city of called Villador, and it continues on from Dying Light One in the sense that in Dying Light One, basically the idea is that they found a cure and they were able to kind of contain the, the this virus and whatnot. But then the people that found the cure, they kept kind of experimenting on the virus and then that led to a whole like you know spread and everything like that it's, it's a little too close to home with all of this stuff right now in, in the world but you know it, it, it like spreads and then obviously now villador is one of the cities that's like the, as except like many years later but villador is one of the last standing cities in all of earth and i mean it's like a new character and all that stuff but the idea is still very much the same that yeah there's a virus going around and stuff like that and there's zombies and everything like that except in this case they do kind of go a little different like I, I i wouldn't say it's like copying it exactly but if anyone's watched the walking dead the idea is that like everyone's already infected it's not that you know you need to get infected you're already infected and there's like ways to kind of counteract it or like you have to wear like a biomarker to kind of show that you're all good i'm obviously skipping ahead but that's just kind of like the main basic premise of it so i'll pass it on to you to kind of lead us off in terms of how the story starts in a way yeah. Um, so like I said, did not play the first one. So kind of when it was just dropped in as this person, Aiden. Um, and in the very beginning of the game was, um, it was kind of interesting. You, you start off in like this kind of um, small open area that is outside the, the, the main city of the game. Um, and it is a little slow to start, uh, but it's kind of teaching you some of the game and everything. The one thing I noticed right off the bat I really liked was that world, though, right away. I 100% agree. I got that Walking Dead vibe. And um, like most people, I am sick of Walking Dead, but I still love a great, uh, you know. I think it's done now. It's like last season it's done. It's finally finally done. Yeah, I stopped. I don't know. I think I stopped at 12 or something. I went went pretty far, but uh, eventually gave up on it. Um, So, uh, but I still love that idea, right? Like, um, I I always say, like, if I could see the end of the world, I I would like to just because I want to see what, like, the world in ruins is kind of like. I just always find that kind of interesting, right? Like, I wouldn't want to live in it, of course, but but just seeing, (laughs) yeah, just seeing, like, this all this massive, like, you know, architecture just kind of crumbling and people just trying to make do without all the things that we take for our advantage today. Um, so anyways, you start off, um, it, you end up um, uh, meeting someone that uh, maybe... Was it Spike? The, what was his name? I think his name was Spike. Uh, yeah. He, he maybe, is he from the first game or something? It seems like... I think he, he might be. And like, yeah. I didn't I didn't know because I played the first game. I have no <laughs> clue. But I think they were implying that in a sense. Yeah, so... Uh, Aiden, uh, uh, meets this guy, he clearly knows him. Um, it, I'm not quite sure. It, it was kind of interesting actually that first little bit. Um, and I was a little bummed that, uh, this guy never came back cause I kind of wanted to know more what happened between them. Uh, until the end, right? Like he kind of shows up in like a cutscene. Does he? Oh, I might miss that. Oh, right. actually we, we might've gotten different endings. So I think that's why. Oh, possibly. Yeah. Um, 
so there clearly was some history between them and and they're very friendly to each other but kind of at the end he's he's just kind of like i don't want to see you again type thing and i was like man what happened between the two of you uh, but it but it was kind of cool because it kind of set up for what the game's going to be like too, right? Like you go into these areas and and there's kind of like always a little story around what happened in that area, and you're kind of going through this house and finding out about the people that were there and and kind of how they um, went out and uh, that I really thought that was uh, quite an interesting thing. And it was basically they they ended up taking their lives. They didn't want to uh, live through this, and uh, you kind of just finding all this by just kind of like looking at pictures and and just kind of observing what happened in the area that's it's a really good way to kind of i like and all this like environmental storytelling i think that's why we like elden ring and and you know all the souls games because they're like they let they trust us to sometimes like put things together and i know in this case you can find artifacts or or collectibles that kind of give you information but i like it when you just kind of walk in and you see stuff on the wall you see stuff lying around and you can kind of put things together you're like oh, this is probably what happened here. And then, you know, it just kind of, I, I like that question mark. I like that mystery of like, this might've happened. It might not have, you don't know, move on to the next place, right? And you kind of yeah. just, it just kind of leave, give, gives you that eerie feeling. Uh, but yeah, like uh, basically that main thing at the end of the day is like Aiden, like his main objective for this whole game is to find his sister. And it starts off with him and his sister were being experimented on uh, I, by, by the GRE. I, I don't know full form of GRE. But basically, they're the the people that made the vaccine initially, and then they released a new virus by mistake and whatnot. And the, he sort of find his sister, and he just has vague memories. It seems like he it, it's weird because they imply that he doesn't remember like a majority of his life, which was like I I was like okay, but how do you learn how to like you know parkour and like fight and stuff like that? Like I <laughs> I feel like they should have been more information about that. But the, the idea is that he doesn't know much, and you sort of find his sister. That's literally the whole thing, and he kind of goes into. I, is it is Villador the entire city or is it one section? I it was unclear. I thought it was the entire city was walled okay. off, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, so it's like basically the first city that we go into is kind of our start into the whole story and everything like that, where we kind of go into like this bazaar. We meet this character called Hakon, who becomes very you know it's, it, he's a very key character in the entire game in a sense, and. One of the first things we kind of find out is like, oh, this biomarker thing. Okay, that's kind of like, it's like there we're not only giving us a tutorial for how to play the game, but also kind of giving you a tutorial for what this world is like. And one of the things like I was mentioning with, with the Walking Dead thing was that everyone is infected and you basically wear a biomarker to kind of show everyone that like, yeah, you're infected, but you're, you're green, you're good. Like that's, it just, it just, it's green on your head. And then like the infection hasn't t- taken over. And in order to kind of control the infection, you need to be in the sunlight or you need to be in UV light. That, light, yeah. Right, yeah, and that become that becomes the key thing of when you go out at night to basically fight, you know, monsters and everything like that. So that was kind of like the initial like area setting it up. Now, when it comes to gameplay and stuff like that, so like you have never played Dying Light until now. You played Dead Island a little bit, but Dead Island was still like a little different in terms of yeah. gameplay. Like up to that point, or let's say you know what, uh, even up to the point of like you getting the biomarker, how was that gameplay experience for someone that you know never has never played this before, have, has never played Dying Light before? Yeah, so I, I kind of remember a little bit about the parkour from the first game, so I was kind of expecting that. Um, but one thing I, I right off the bat that gelled with me was how it felt. Like, that movement feels very good right out of the gate. Like, there is, like, you know, it is a video game. You have your skill tree and stuff. I do wish they gave you some of, the, some of those uh, parkour abilities just right off the bat. Like, I think, like, you should be able to slide right off the bat, which is kind of a weird one to kind of put behind um but i mean outside of that i I want to add the drop kick the drop kick should be like a given (laughs) yeah um the drop kick's still good (laughs) uh but i i I just like like it felt good and it felt like moving around was was pretty quick um and especially prior to getting any kind of fast traveling um it just felt good and then uh my very first upgrade was like um was the one that you can have a uh, if you press the run uh, uh, the left stick in I believe uh, you can kind of uh, it, it takes some of your stamina but it gives you this big jump yeah and that was That's a very key. that is key that was the very first one I grabbed and then at that point I was I felt very good about the movement like moving around like I said very quick to get places it didn't feel tedious uh, they they clearly have lots of paths for you to jump on stuff to get on the buildings. 
Um, they're very flexible about grabbing on to stuff and where you can grab, which is great, uh, especially being in first person and everything like that. Uh, like- I was surprised. I was surprised by how you know okay they were with us being able to grab literally anything because I'll jump and I'll somehow manage to grab something in the yes. wall. I'm like, damn, this is impressive. Yeah, it's great. And, 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 you know, going from that game to something like Horizon was like very, <laughs> very annoying, actually. Cause in Horizon, they're just like, this is the path and that's it. Or you can, you have maybe two options. And, you know, just coming from a game where it's just like, fuck it, just jump on whatever. We'll let you grab it type thing. Um, occasionally you're going to miss stuff and occasionally you're going to fall because of your stamina. Um, but it, it just felt good. And I think sometimes you just got to like, you know, like, yeah, like, obviously, if you probably I'd love to see this game in third person, because it probably is doing all weird stuff, like stretching your arms and, and different things like that to make this work. Um, but I think at a certain point, you just got to kind of give in and say, like, hey, we're just going to be very flexible about this movement, just so it feels good, just so you're not frustrated, like, oh, I missed that jump or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, the movement was key for me. And, and the movement is why I really like really like this game so much. Um, and I, I do think like the, the combat, like typically uh, melee combat in games is not super fun. Uh, first person, obviously. Uh, and in this case, it, it was very fun. Uh, it felt good. You know, when especially when you get that drop kick, it, it is, uh, it, it feels great to just the- drop kick people off buildings and uh, it does a ton of damage too. And the combat is like, I, I agree with like the combat when you, especially when you get like that, like uh, like a shot of like just kind of chopping someone's head off and everything like that, and you get that slow motion. But yeah. like, what do you, how do you feel about like the combat with humans? Because I felt that that was very one note. It was wait until they hit, parry, hit them one time. And they like you hit them once and the second time they usually block right away. And then it just, I'm like, okay, I'm just kind of waiting. I, I, I liked it better with the humans because of the parry. Like it, you don't really um, parry as much with the zombies. It's You're just going to like mold them down, avoid them as much as possible. Whereas with the humans, I felt like you had that extra option. Like it was always more effective to parry. So it was like, yeah, you, you could definitely play it that way. I mean, but once I got the drop kick, I was just drop kicking everyone, like <laughs> yeah. left and right. Like I drop kick because the drop kick takes so much health too. Yeah. And it knocks them down. And, and it's not like um, totally overpowered because like you don't just like get on your feet. You literally fall on the ground and have to get up. Um, so I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, uh, mechanic all in all. So uh, I mean, it, the, the combat was not super deep. Um, I've definitely, I, I've since watched some like high level uh, gameplay and seen some pretty cool stuff, like where people have everything unlocked and uh, they're like using their grappling hook and they're flying around and jumping on the air and doing air moves and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, I think like that was one thing I didn't like was that they give stuff too slow. I think if yeah. they give you more of those upgrades, they've just been more generous with some of that stuff. I mean, they could have even just filled it out with some, you know, like filler stuff for for longer term, like whatever, you know, you do 2% more damage or something like that, just to give the tree more stuff. Um, but I think I wish they just gave you some more of those abilities faster. I agree. Like, I feel like it, it, like leveling up in this game felt like a struggle. And like, obviously, having finished the game, you realize that you don't actually, I think the highest level you can get to is like nine. So yeah. I was going with my mind thinking I'm going to prestigious game or something like 100 <laughs> levels. But like when when you when you know that the highest level you can get to is nine, you're like, oh, okay, I, I see. It's like you, you don't you don't need to level up that much, but obviously you want to be able to get these abilities quicker by doing certain missions that give you the XP needed to um, get these abilities. Like one of the main things you know with this game was that gameplay was obviously something that was really fun, and even you know the the parkour was so fun. I think that's one of the reasons I probably will want to jump back in just because I just want to like run around. But like. One of the main things that they kind of brought forward with this game was, hey, we're really focusing on the story now. The story is like going to be key. We're going to give you branching paths. And a lot of branching paths in this one, from at least from what I saw, was that there's two factions. There's the, there are the peacekeepers, who, is, who are like basically like a police force created in this. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then we have the survivors, which are more like uh, rebels, let's be honest. It's more like uh, yeah. the rebel side of things, right? So like... How, was that actually, I mean, like, at the end of the day, I think the ending, there are only a couple of endings you can get, like, even if you choose either or, but did that actually feel impactful? Do you remember the first one that you chose 
I can't even remember the first one. So the one I did was uh for the end for the ending. For for just the, the first one, like in the beginning, you know how you get like the first option to kind of oh, be with the, the peacekeeper, the, the first choice to pick with the fraction. Yeah, sorry. Um, so I made that decision. That was one thing I didn't like was that they tie uh, open world um, unlocks to the fractions, which yeah, um, I mean is nice. But the problem is, is that I chose the fra- the the fraction based on what I was going to unlock, not the one that I wanted to go with. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually wanted to go with the peacekeepers and I ended up not because I was like, oh, I want to have more movement options. Like I don't really care about killing the zombies in more different ways. Like, well, I, I would love to, but I don't like right now killing the zombies is not an issue for me. Um, and moving around isn't, but if I can move around faster, why wouldn't I want do, want to do that? So I went with the survivors first. And then when I realized like the unlocks were a little underwhelming, uh, the first yeah. one is like, a, it's a bunch of zip lines, but I didn't really use them a, a lot because again, moving around is pretty easy and quick. And uh, I would have to go on my way to use the zip lines. So I started going with um, uh, the peacekeepers afterwards. And because that was the one I kind of wanted to side with. And that was one thing I liked about this game was that the, the fractions were very interesting. Um, it wasn't like a clear good guy, bad guy. Uh, it was like, like you said, they're, they're more like rebels, the survivors. They weren't just like the, they were the, you know, at first it seemed like, oh, these are the, the good people. They're the ones that want to, you know, like um, have more freedom and, and, and share more stuff where the peacekeepers want to lock everything down and have law and order and rules and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of like, there was no right choice. It was kind of like, you know, I, I kind of started picking towards like how I would have wanted to, right? Like as much as I don't want like a militia running everything at the same time, I don't want uh, a world where anyone could just go kill anyone without repercussion. So yeah. I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to go with the peacekeepers. So um, I thought, I thought that was done pretty well outside the unlock portion of it. Like the unlock portion was like, I agree, like because this game is so focused on movement and then they lock the movement with survivors. I'm like, no, you should have movement for both. And, you know, so you actually gave a struggle because I'm like, no, I, I want to choose someone else, but I just, I want to get to that area quicker because I want like the, the part where you get a parachute uh, thing, like you need like the, the vents to be able to push you up. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go with survivors so I get more of those. Yeah. And one of the first ones, one of the first like big sections in the game was, Basically, we are at the first like survivor camp or whatever, and a peacekeeper officer or like a really high ranking peacekeeper officer was killed at the bazaar, which is like, it's, it's supposed to be like a neutral zone, but it's kind of like where the survivors live. And obviously the peacekeepers are like asking us, hey, help us investigate and maybe we can help you get into this area where you can find your sister. Similarly, survivors are like, no, we didn't do nothing. We didn't do anything, whatever, like, you know, help us. And that was kind of the first struggle. On the survivor side, it was... I think two siblings, it was Sophie and I forgot the brother's name, but it was two siblings. And then on yeah. the other, on the peacekeeper side, it was a, a, another high ranking officer called Ator. And like, you know, like I wish they made me struggle a bit more in terms of whom I should, whom I should side with. Uh, because the peacekeepers, like they made it, they made them seem very like, we're literally the empire from Empire Strikes Back or something. You know, they made it <laughs> exactly, seem like, yeah. I was like, because when you get to learn about Ator and 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 stuff like later on as the story progresses, you're like, oh, I can see both sides of the coin now. But in the beginning, they make make them seem so intense that I'm like, I'm like, no, obviously, I'm I'm gonna go with survivors, and that's what you choose, and, and like that's kind of the first thing. So, do you did you choose survivors for that one too? Uh, the first one I picked was survivors, and then after that, I think I purely went peacekeepers after that, and I didn't. Uh, and I, I will say I, I streamlined a lot of the game. I did not do a ton of the side stuff Me too. and a lot of the unlocks. So I, I in the end, I didn't unlock a lot. Like I, I think probably five total. And I, so like one survivor and I think I did like four peacekeepers or something like that. Actually, I think I even went with a survivor later um, because I was like, oh, I'll get this other movement unlocked just to see if it appears more or something like that. Um, so yeah, so I, I mostly did go with just the one, but I spread it across the both again because it was like around the unlocks. I wish they just moved the unlocks into something else, right? Like yeah. uh, a different way to do those unlocks and then maybe gave other reasons to do one fraction or the other. Like, I don't know, even if it's 
was around fast travel. Like maybe you could get fast travel, different fast travel points, or I don't know, just something else that, um, and then just try to funnel more of the story to your decisions. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things that like, I think that's like bring me to like my first problem is when you make these decisions and like, you know, you're like, you go against the peacekeeper, like in the beginning one, but then when you go back to peacekeepers camp, everyone is all chill with you. So now I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really see, I don't feel anything. I'm just like, all right, I went, I went with the other ones. No one's saying nothing. There's no hostility. I, maybe they could even done something like people will like start screaming stuff at you. Maybe the vendors are like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to, you know, maybe until like a few like weeks later or something like that. Just put something in there. Even like raise the prices or something. Like, yeah. Exactly. If you go to Survivor Camp, they're like, oh, it's you. You're helping the Peacekeeper uh, toy. You're going to get charged three times as much here or something. Yeah. Something to make it more meaningful. And you're right. Like I, I noticed that too, right? Like um, there's a one mission where you um, – I, I don't know if this is a branching mission or not. But the one where you take down the Peacekeeper windmill or – one of their bases, the one where you have to climb all the way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god, that one. <laughs> yeah, that that that's honestly one of the worst ones, actually. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was where I actually like the where it was sort of direct you to go up the wheel, but it was so horribly made. Like I was yeah. like, I like where do I go? I'm like looking around, and the timer's going down. It was one of the worst missions, and like I had to repeat it because so many times it wasn't that like I didn't like my stamina was okay, everything like that. But I'm like, wait, where do I go? I'm like. Is that it, where, is that it was a, it was a little unclear on some of the the windmill stuff specifically where you're you're kind of going up the windmill and have to jump off. Um, yeah, that that one that one sucked for sure. I I didn't I repeated that one multiple times, and that was probably <laughs> the one one part in the game where I struggled the most. Uh, and it, and it was just again, it wasn't super clear about where you should or shouldn't jump. I mean, everything's yellow that you need to grab, but it, it's still like well do I have to climb up more and then look to the side and do I jump now or jump later? So, and then the timer was so tight, which was the frustrating part. Timers yeah. are the worst. I know. I, Dude, I hate less that timers, the please. Yeah. <laughs> or and just make them longer. Is that can make them longer. Or if you know, this is like a timer basing, just give us some direction. Hey, this is what you need to do. Not be yeah. like, I, do, do you got to climb that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like after, after all that, like it turns out that actually hack on was the one that killed Lucas. They were like, Okay, like, and, like, the story behind that was, like, very, like, I don't know, I, I, I don't really like the explanation as we get to, like, later parts of the game, but then we also get introduced to Lawan, who's trying to kill Hakon, and then we kind of, Lawan, of course, played by Rosario Dawson, is probably, like, one of the best characters in the game, and she becomes very key all the way to the end, and that kind of leads us to, like, obviously getting introduced to Lawan, and Lawan, this is just, maybe they could have added something between, or maybe they didn't want to because they didn't have enough time, but Lavan became like extremely trusting of us very quickly. I, I'm like in this cutthroat world or whatever. It was like, all right, all right, I guess I'll help you, whatever, you know, and all that stuff. Like, how did you feel about that? Because I was like, okay, I, I fine, but like, are you sure you should trust anyone just randomly? <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about that to be perfectly yeah. honest. Uh, I, and again, because it is like it is a video game too, right? Like, they don't need to have like. There's only so much time to have a buildup of building trust in these in, in a game. So uh, I didn't think too much about it, but I think in general, like that kind of was like with a lot of people, right? Like they're just in, so many of them just instantly are trusting you, like right off the bat. Of this person just walks up in here, and we're just going to be like, "Hey, we're just going to give you a mission and and trust you with this secret information or carrying out this task and whatnot." So. Um, I got a little numb to that. Yeah. I, I think that's also when we got introduced to Waltz, who's like basically set up to be this main villain of the game. And he was essentially the person that was, you know, experimenting on Aiden and Mia and everyone, all the other kids. And basically what happens up to that point is Waltz gets like this key. So we get like this GRE key in the beginning of the game that allows us to basically open up the boxes that you need to kind of upgrade your stamina and stuff like that. And also open up facilities and whatnot. But he gets the key he does something, he turns something on, and all of a sudden this entire area gets electricity back. And then that's kind of when we are in like the main, main city. That, I, I think that's where basically what they were leading us up to. We couldn't get there initially, but then now we're in that main, main city. We're introduced to Lawan and we're introduced to this new area called the Fisheye. And basically that's kind of when I felt the game opened up more. That's when I was like, oh, now Dying Light 2 starts, even though it was like many, many hours after the beginning. Yeah. So... At the fish eye, we have Lawan, 
we have like we, we're like you know have a trustful relationship she introduces us to frank who was a night runner now night runners were basically what we played as in the first game i believe it was like basically like the same kind of a kind of an idea and we're introduced to like a a, a, a bunch of characters there's i think uh jack reeves or matt reeves who was like the peace peacekeeper person there uh and we're obviously the same thing we're taking missions you know we're bumping it up whatever you want to choose survivor or peacekeepers so that fisheye area like like what do you think of that area as like a hub because like i liked how that was like the central area in that entire you know city so that when you're like traveling you can always kind of make your way back to the center and back to the hub and i kind of like that the way it was set up yeah it, it gave um a good pacing to the game for sure that you kind of had this place to always go back to to um you know sell your stuff i kind of uh was more partial to the um, peacekeepers uh, boat um, or shipping. Was it a boat? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Those two, boat? right? There yeah. was like a there was like a one in the center, like a shipping thing, and then there was like one which was like on the boat itself. Yeah, I I kept going to the boat. That was kind of my hub, uh, even though it was anything but central. But it was yeah. like it was the one I liked the most. I I thought yeah. it was the coolest area. Um, like you know it's all like everyone's like room is like a shipping container yeah. and and the way they kind of laid it out and and once you got your bearings of the place it was like very easy to navigate um so i kept going there and i really liked that place and what did you think about like, so there was one thing that kind of happened around this time when we get introduced to this new area is we find out that we are sort of zombie-ish sort of superhuman-ish like there's like a scene with ator where we basically knock out like everyone on his side and everything like that. And that's actually leads to a side mission that I'll, I'll talk about as well. But like, basically we find out that we have, it just, you just kind of go in this weird animalistic zone where you see people as like, just like a red, red zones or whatever. And you just kind of press R2 and you smack them. That's all you do. You yeah. smack them and they just die in one hit. So like, do you, do you, I mean, obviously this is like a spoiler cast. I feel like they didn't use that well enough. They, we did that like once or twice in the entire game. Yeah, it was not often. There was, yeah, I'm just trying to remember. There was one more was time, right? There was so one there, or two more times. Yeah, so there was like, um, there's a the in the um radio t the TV station yeah. that you use it there, and then you use it at the very a couple times at the end. So they use it a few times, but um, it's not. Yeah, they don't use it enough. I I, I think that was kind of a little bit of a missed opportunity that yeah they didn't let you even like trigger it somehow or have like a bar that builds up over time and like a god of war thing you just yeah. press l3 l r3 together yeah. yeah that would have been cool um and yeah just kind of having it tied to story events and and events was um it was yeah it, it was uh underwhelming so i, I we kind of keep moving on the story because we're going to get to a point where which was i think my favorite part of the story which really i i was surprised i was surprised at this like this really hit me something just happened was basically we get to a point where at the at the fisheye we obviously have the rebel side or the survivor side and there's frank who's like the leader and on the peacekeeper side it's jack matt or i keep forgetting his name but jack jack, yeah, jack matt, jack, okay. matt. Yeah. jack matt and basically we're being told that hey you need to go to this radio tower and get access if you get as access you do like it's like a huge climb it's never been done before when people try they all die stuff like that that was the whole story but if you can do that We'll be able to, first of all, like, you know, broadcast stuff. At the same time, we'll be able to find out where your sister is because, you know, it's all about finding his sister at the end of the day. And that led to this whole thing of like, okay, you kind of get to that area, to that to where the radio tower is or the, the TV tower. And there was a scene. It was a really, really, really cool scene. I don't know why it hit me. I don't know what it did. But I don't know if you, if you remember this. It was the elevator scene where basically you get to a point. You do a bunch of stuff, by the way, like up to that point. You yeah. do a bunch of stuff. Finally, everything's active. They're like, okay, now we can finally take the elevator to the top, after which we'll do our climb. And there's like this thing where you, before the thing, you, you can sit next to a fireplace and talk to people and stuff like that and hear people's stories, people who are basically part of your team for that for that mission. And then there's an elevator scene where they just, it's just quiet. There's like, I don't think there's any music playing, but they're just like talking to each other. They're making jokes. And that was like, I was like, wow. Like, like why couldn't this game be more of this? Yeah. Um Actually, that is kind of a good transition to why I really enjoyed this game. It is not about the story that kept me yeah. going. Um, the story is very boilerplate. Like you said, you're looking for your sister type thing. And, and there's not a lot of uh, outside the fraction stuff, not a lot of interesting stuff happening. 
it's the characters in this game that really set it apart and is what kept me going big time and what made me even care about the story at all. Um, and I think like what that specific moment you're talking about is because of Roe. This guy, you don't see a ton in the game, but then in a, such a short time, they build up this character that you actually care about. You're like, yeah. this is a good dude. I like this guy. And then he gets murdered, saving, yeah. try, trying to save his uh, troops. Like he's out there with them and, and there's a whole story before it. And, and like I said, they just build him up in such a short time. And, and you're like, yeah, I want to like help this guy. I want, I want, you know, he's, he's really good. He thinks about his men. He just wants to do what's right. He's obviously seen some shit. Um, and, and they do that again and again and again, like, like with Frank, uh, again, more mystery with Frank. Like, what is with his deal? And then you even said it earlier with Ator, right? Like, the peacekeepers to you, up until that point, they're just this, like, militia-type group that that want to take control. But then when you actually start to know Ator, like, he's just, the guy seems like a good guy. He's like, yeah. he just wants to do the right thing, and this is what he believes is the right thing. And then later he goes through a, a really hard time. And again, it just, they build up these characters in such a good way um, that just makes you care about them. And, and it was less about finding out what happened to my sister and more yeah. of seeing what happened to all these people that um, are being built up around me, these in interesting characters. I know. And I think that Ator, we can kind of talk about the side mission as well, because what happens is obviously Ator, the last time he saw you was you kind of going into the zombie mode and just kind of destroying yeah. everyone. And then he gets brought back into the peacekeeper's like ship. And it's a really cool side mission because you don't need to engage with it. You don't need to do this if you want, don't want to. But I was like, no, I want to, I want to do this. It sounds really interesting. And the idea of the doctor is like, hey, we can help him if you get the specific petals or whatever, like this medicine, you go talk to this person, right? So if you go talk to this person, she's like, okay, yeah, this is the pe petals that will, or the, the medicine that will help them. But don't get the small version of this. Get the big one, or it was like vice versa. Basically, if you get the other one, I, the, I, when you pick up the medicine, you pick up both. That's kind of the whole thing. But yeah. the idea is don't give them the small version or the big whatever it was. Give them this one because if you give them the other one, it will kill them. Yeah. And you get the medicine, you take it back, and it comes to you. It comes down to you. It's like, which one do you give them? And you can basically, it, it's up to you, right? You can be like, hey, he's gonna tell everyone that I'm a zombie or something, so I'll kill him. I I chose to save him because I was just like. What what's the worst that can happen? Like I'm yeah. not be beating these people up. I'll do it. I don't mind, right? And it was just such a cool thing. You saved him, and it actually comes back to help you in, in, later on. Like he comes back, he thanks you because he has kids, he has a family, and he gives you like those really cool weapons. I think it's it's like Lucas's weapons, weapons, right? The the uh, Wolverine hands, whatever yes. you call it. Yeah. Right, and like yeah. it was stuff like that. And I wish they did more because I I could not find anything else like that because I did so many side missions because I kept trying to level up. But other than that, there was I was like, why aren't there more missions like this? Yeah, it, it's hard to say because there might have been more, right? Like, yeah. there was a lot of good side stuff in there. Um, and I do want to go back and, and see some more of that. Uh, because th the side quests were really good. Um, and they're really good in that they weren't super complex. They were just nice, like, filler stories around why you're just going to go murder a bunch of zombies or rebels or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. but they're short. Um, and they, they were a little bit meaningful, right? Like, and it wasn't like, I didn't need a whole backstory. I didn't need like an hour of like, why the, you know, this is going on or this or that. It's just like a nice short story. And it's like, yeah, I want to help this person go do the thing. And then they give you a little bit more information. Um, but then you have some of those those better ones like the Ator one where where there's more to it and a better reward at the end. Um, there's a, a and one thing about that Ator one, the one thing I didn't like was that I it was unclear to me when I was picking up the flowers if there was small or big ones. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit. And then it was like I was being chased and stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, just that was horrible. <laughs> And then when I got back and then they're like uh, talking about it, I'm like, oh man, like, I, I don't know. I, I think I got the big ones. They look big <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to kill them. And, and then when it said like, do you give them the small or the big ones? I'm like, oh, okay. So it's all <laughs> on the same flower. And, um, but it was cool. Right. But even that yeah. choice was interesting because they're, they're basically like, you're, you have to trust this woman that, that gave you the medicine as well yeah like, this can kill him she has history as well yeah she has history as well and it's like do i trust this woman because she 
um, if, if I recall, she was blinded because of yeah. the peacekeepers. So this woman was blinded by the peacekeepers, and now you're getting medicine to save a peacekeeper. And and it was really like it really like I didn't know it was it really played with your mind that that decision you know, of like do I sit like I want to save him now I have to make the best decision possible do I trust that woman um, and then you know it, it, and hope for the best type thing so it was really cool uh, I, like I, I think stuff. that just like small sections like that tells you that they had a plan in mind of like what this game could be. But I feel like just constraints and them having to release this game, like they had no choice. They were like, okay, we need to release this game like quickly, just put whatever together, ah, whatever. <laughs> I, I, they're ambitious without a doubt. You could see the ambition in a lot of it. And obviously a lot of it didn't come through in the end. And I, I think it's just at a certain point, you have to release the game. You just they, yeah. they obviously had a constraint. Like how long is this? This game feels like it has been in development forever too. Yeah. Like it's they should have waited six, two more months. Like they're releasing the same time as like Elden Ring and Horizon. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I mean, for me, actually, it, it was a decent time. Like, well, it wasn't decent because I had to burn through it. But <laughs> I, I mean, just considering, like, obviously, like, I, I'm still going. I'm not even scratching the surface of Elden Ring. Um, so I don't know when I would have. Probably like much later would have been better. Um, on a downtime, would it where I could give it more attention? But I, I do intend to go back and give it more. So. So I'll, I'll I'll let you take it us take us to the end because we we were at the radio tower now. Uh, first of all, what whom did you give the radio tower possession to? Like you get an option to either give it to Frank, who said, "Hey, I want to broadcast up to give people hope," yeah. and then otherwise it was going to be uh, Jack Matt, who said that he's going to use this to. I don't know if it was to broadcast anything. I think it was to get info, maybe. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was to like, it, it was to bring more people into the peacekeepers. I yeah. Okay. To recruit yeah, basically. Like, yeah. To recruit more people to, you know, basically help rebuild society. Um, obviously the way they envisioned. And, uh, so I gave it to the peacekeepers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did not trust Frank. <laughs> like, <laughs> for, like, I'm like, man, I'm not giving this guy anything. Cause I, and by the way, he's a guy who gets drunk all the time. Stuff he's like that. always <laughs> drunk. He's always mad. Uh, he, he's obviously gone through some horrible shit. Um, so I'm definitely not giving it to him. Uh, so yeah, I went with the peacekeepers. I really love that mission, by the way, like, especially at, when you're climbing the building at the top yeah. and everything, like it just, it looked really good. It was um, it really gave you that sense of uh, height and, that, and scale of the world, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, so after that, then uh, that from there, that point on, that was kind of like a lot of the highs of the story, without a doubt. Because then the next one is uh, you basically need to go find the GRE doctor Veronica. Yeah, um, and then you go to the 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 lab with her. Yeah, and once again, they do it again with Veronica, right? Like I instantly was so so curious about Veronica. I was like, yeah. who is this woman?" And she says she's just like she's she clearly was involved with this shit cuz she knows all this stuff, but she's just claiming, "Oh, I was just like an assistant and I didn't work on this." And then all of a sudden you find her office and it's like, "No, she was a director at yeah. this place." And then it's like, "Okay, you're not telling me everything." And then it's like right away you start to question her is like, well, is she doing like, is there something else going on here? Is she really trying to help me or is she's trying to like, is she doing something right? Like, so um, I thought that was uh, again, uh, a good mission because right away you kind of build this, uh, not a bond with her, but you start to learn a lot of the stuff that she went through and then that she has this kid and, and uh, she's gone through some hard times as well. Um, but basically I'm trying to actually recall, uh, how that one ended up like in the end, um, uh, what's the bad guy's name? Wesker. Walt, Walt. Oh, Wesker Walt. is from Resident Evil. Close. Resident <laughs> yeah. Walt, Walt comes back and, uh, you end up, um, he ends up chasing you down and, and then there is a pretty kind of powerful moment there where you realize that Veronica is actually, so you, you fend off, uh, you fend them off and then uh, you actually end up turning in, into that uncontrollable state and you end up killing Veronica. Yeah. Um, and, and that again was, that was pretty impactful because she seemed like a good person. She was just, you know, obviously went through some stuff and, uh, you just kill her, <laughs> like, and then you wake and up they and show you, it to you. Yeah, and they show surprised. you doing it, which which was actually uh, added to it for sure. And then you kind of wake up and you're just like, 
I just killed her and I feel like shit because of it. Um, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think that was, and I think at that point is like, obviously, first we have like that whole thing with Lavon where like, I don't know what happened. And, you know, you have to kind of build that trust with Lavon again, which is like really cool. But then we kind of, basically now we're like at, at the end of the game. Yeah. Now we're like reaching toward the end. And basically we find out that, okay, Walsh is kind of doing all this stuff, turning stuff on basically to activate this machine or something, which will supposedly help Mia, uh, the sister. And it also like, kind of comes out that Mia is his daughter, uh, Walsh's daughter, but he never actually says that we're his son. So I'm like, wait, like, what's the, I'm a little confused as to like, but whatever. But we get to this whole area. We do, you know, we go to like the goons and everything. I should also mention because this will be relating to my ending where there's a scene where Hakon and us, we have like a boss fight kind of a thing with Hakon, uh, you know, and depending on how that plays out, you can choose to, you know, not like to let him die. Or you can choose to save him. Depending on what that, what happens with that, Lawan is, you know, a little bit more clear-minded in general and she joins the Night Runners or she just kind of goes into this vengeance mode and wants to kill everyone. So, like, that was, like, really cool. And I, I let Hakon live in mine. How about yourself? Yeah, I let him live as well. Yeah, so that for us, we, we've basically got, like, the, uh, like, a similar thing towards the end. Now, the ending, we can kind of go towards, basically, the, the main boss fight, which yeah. was with Waltz. Yeah. I've, so, I've showed you a clip. Like, I've showed you, like, a photo because I don't know why, like, my boss fight thing was, like, I was, like, pumped. I'm, like, all right, let's do this. I have, like, everything ready. Yeah. And literally the first time, like, the walls got stuck in, like, this this weird cylindrical-looking thing. So I was, like, hey, maybe I can use my bow and arrow to shoot it from here. But it was not going through. So I'm, yeah. like, damn it. I got restarted. And another time, it was basically, it's, like, this weird, like, arena. And this arena is, like, you're, like, on these platforms. And under these platforms are, like, these pillars. But it's, like, a very small gap. You can't go through those gaps. It's very small. And I was like trying to get to him. So I used my parachute and somehow I went through, the, through that little gap and I got stuck underneath wall. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I can get out of here, right? Because I got in and I just could not get out. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, let me restart. But I'm going to let you talk about the, the final boss fight. Yeah, that boss fight was pretty underwhelming for sure. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, and, it, and I was coming off Sifu. So like, you know, just being in these like fights where it required very tight timing and everything. And you effectively have two attacks that you have to avoid. Um, and, and once you get down the, the timing of those, which isn't hard, like he's a cakewalk. Yeah. Um, the best part about that fight was the parkour stuff, which again, unfortunately got ruined for me as well, where he got stuck in one of the containers on that, <laughs> on that part. And I had to restart it. So, um, that sucked. Um, and I mean, but that was a, that was fun, like jumping around that level, chasing him down and everything. And then you kind of, uh, finish him off at the end again. It, it wasn't anything too crazy. Um, and then I guess we kind of left out one of the important parts there is that you end up finding out he is your dad right par- prior to that. Also, um, is there, because I never remember that part. Do, do they actually say that he's our dad or? I'm almost positive right before you fight him, he basically tell. that's when you realize that he is your father. Like it okay. comes back to you right before you fight him, I believe. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it played out. So um, yeah, so you end up, you're, you realize, like, but he's, yeah, doesn't he say like, you know, he kind of missed that, yeah, like I'm your father and everything and we need to blow up this place to save your sister and, and whatnot. And that's when you basically say like, uh, no, that's not going to happen type thing. Yeah. Uh, and and I didn't get that part. Like, so his thing was that he wants to, like, he wants to save Mia, but the whole city needs to be blown up for it. I, I didn't really get that either. Yeah. I think it was kind of like a whole, like, we need, like, this place is just, gone to hell we just need to wipe it clean type thing um was the sense i got uh it was i was a little unclear I, the whole all the missile stuff was a little bit unclear to me yeah um and, and then one thing actually i do want to bring up was that um going back to the character stuff like because it kind of ties to this is that there was another kind of bad guy this entire time the butcher um oh and yeah then prior to getting to the last boss you actually go take out the butcher which was another great mission like yeah those last like five missions or so were awesome like uh they're just so so much better than the first half um but yeah you end up uh when you confront him he's like hey i'm trying to stop the missiles here and, and right away you're in this position of 
this guy's clearly a piece of shit, but he does seem like he has good intentions too. So yeah, uh, it's so much gray area in the game that really makes you think, which was good. But anyways, yeah, then it brings you to the boss fight and, and you end up uh, beating your dad. And then um, I'll let you kind of tell us what your ending was from that point on. Yeah. So like I, because obviously like it gives you that decision and I have a very bad habit of like when I know it's the ending of a game, I like look up online of like what is considered the good ending. So I look up online and the good ending is supposed to be that you, uh, you save Mia, uh, which will basically make sure that the city doesn't get blown up because there's two options. You either save Mia or you try to save Lawan. And now again, now Lawan, like all the relationship is built up and everything like that. So obviously I was like, okay, fine. I'll choose to save Mia because they said there's an outside chance that Lawan, depending on what you did throughout the game, she might still get saved. So I... I didn't saved- know that. Yeah, oh, you didn't? Yeah, okay, so no. I, I... Because I read online, right? That's why yeah, I when you before. told me, I, I was actually made me like the the ending better yeah so like that's why i I was so happy because i was like okay i'll save mia and then because we let hakon live hakon comes in and says don't worry i'll get lawan you get your sister out of here so we save mia we save the city and lawan also gets saved and i was like okay this is like perfect because i was like so worried that i'm like yeah i don't i don't want a game where people are dying and everything like that i kind of just give me a good ending so how about you What, what was your ending like yeah, so my ending was um, I again it a lot of time like it was very clear like it you know you got to this point of like oh okay you're at the end you're going to make this decision and then you go back and do it again and pick the other one type thing so it was like I was kind of like okay I'm going to do this ending once I'm not and I'll just I'll go look at the the stuff after I'm not going to replay it or whatever I'm going to have my ending and yeah. uh, I you know like. I basically said to Lawan, like, no, I don't think you should do this. And then she's like, no, I need to do this, Aiden. I'm going to do this. It's it's what I'm, you know, uh, I forget exactly how she phrased it, but she was determined. She's going to do it. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to see you go. I, I think you're an amazing person, but I'm going to get my sister and get the hell out of here. And I hope you're going to make you through this, but I don't think you're going to. Um, yeah. And then I, because I saved uh, Hakan, uh, she ended up living anyways, and I was like, "Oh, this worked out. It was yeah. I got a happy ending here. This is good." Um, but I did not know that if had I not saved him, she would have died. Which was yeah, that was super interesting to me. And and again, it's not like a lot of time. I think we put too much weight into the games when they they like, oh, you got all these choices, all these branching paths. I mean, they're always going to be limited. Um, I, I'm eventually maybe some game will come out and and solve that, but. I mean, you go, the bigger the scope of the game, the more branching paths you have, the more complicated it gets. And clearly that was probably one of their part of the problems with this game is that they probably tried to go too far with that and ended up, you know, running into some of the problems they did. Um, but yeah, like I was kind of like, okay, well that hearing that, which was unfortunate that I didn't, the game didn't tell me that, which I mean, I guess it's also good that they didn't. Um, yeah. But just knowing about that was like, oh, okay, that felt meaningful. Like saving him play, paid off in the end for my ending, and and that that's very satisfying to know. I know, and it was a, it was a good way to kind of just put it all together because I think like the, the way the whole game ends is like it gives you like a little brief thing of like this is what happened here because you did this, this is what happened here, stuff like that, and the the full ending at the end was we are like, okay, you look, we're like getting infected or whatever is happening to us. We're turning into this thing and killing people randomly. So we're going to leave. And then Lawan kind of comes and says, hey, I'm joining you. I'm with you this entire time. And I was like, even better. I was like, I just like, like that ending even more. I'm like, because again, like this is like stuff that I read online. I think the other ending was that if Lawan isn't there and Hakon is still alive or something like that, that Hakon is the one that joins you oh, uh, at the end. So there are a couple of options, which is yeah. really cool. So I was like, again, this is exactly how I envisioned it. And that's what happened. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it, it was a very satisfying ending in the end, uh, all in all. I mean, again, nothing groundbreaking here, um, but given the, the entire experience as a whole, um, I, I at the end, I felt good about what happened. And I honestly would not mind jumping back in because I, 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 if, they, if the first game is anything to, to kind of go by, they will add more stuff. They'll add an expansion, stuff like that. So I'm actually genuinely interested. I'm like... I don't need to, I know I don't need them to kind of make a full story, but if they kind of just take those like elevator bits or like yeah. A towards bits, stuff like that, and just put something together 
I would be so in because I'm like, I can see that it's possible in this game and in this world. Just, just more interesting characters. Bring yeah. some more characters in. Have, again, more of those little side stories that, you know, I don't need this bigger overarching thing even. Just give me a lot of those little more nice experiences while I have fun playing the game in different ways. Um, and I mean, obviously, they made that whole like 500-hour tweet. Uh, <laughs> they were they were clearly speaking to two people when they said that they they obviously just didn't make that for for the hell of it like there's clearly people that play the hell out of these games yeah. so i'm very uh i definitely wanted and i see why like it, it's pretty rare when i i beat an open world game that i want to go back and experience some more of it so uh i think um there's some legs here and um i'm curious to see how much more i end up actually playing by the end of the year and do you recommend that people like on my side, I think it's a recommended buy. I don't know. Like, I feel like if you even like a little bit, obviously we kind of went to spoilers and everything, but in general, I would definitely say that like, if you even like this idea as or a, this whole concept, this idea of like being in a zombie world and, and parkour stuff like that, I feel like you'll find something in this game. So I think even at full price, it's definitely worth the buy. I think so too. I, I didn't regret buying it at all. I thought I was going to, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Like um, prior to buying it, I was like, man, am I really going to be buying Dying Light 2 here with all these like much more interesting games coming out? Um, again, But it was like, it piqued my interest when I, when I was watching the stuff. And again, like the world looked great and everything from the videos, this big open city. And uh, I was like, yeah, okay, let's give this a go. And um, it beat my expectations for sure it, it kept me going i really wanted to see it through um and it was a, it was a good experience and i think you're right i think there is there is a lot in there for people um you know obviously for some they might not get past uh the melee combat or the story might just be too bad for them but um for me all, all in all like there was a lot of good bits in there that made for an overall pretty enjoyable experience yeah, and with that, we can leave it there. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Really means a lot. Please email us at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, all that stuff. Trevor, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Trevor Her. That's at Trevor, H-E-R-R. Awesome. We will see you very, very soon because we have a, an awesome episode coming out, A almost like a mid-episode. It's not like a proper episode, but something in between, and you'll really enjoy it. So thanks so much, everyone, and see you next time.